Welcome. This is jazz just the way we like it. My name is Alfonso Severos, and this is my weekly jazz podcast recorded live at Brick Arts in downtown Brooklyn, the People's Republic of Brooklyn. Jazz just the way we like it plays those classic jazz songs from the 1950s, the 1960s, all the way to present times. I play those songs that I listened to as a young man. And here I am playing them for your pleasure. And also to introduce a new generation to that fabulous art form known as jazz. Welcome to the podcast, folks. I am in the studio flying solo. My co-host, Larry has a medical procedure being done today. Hope all goes well. And he should be back next week. We may have a guest that may show up later. Uh, but we'll see. Well, folks, another week, another podcast, some more jazz, and of course, a little politics. We have to mix it in there. And we're going to do a little something different. I'm going to add a little segment of poetry uh, into the podcast, play, read at least one of my poems. But one thing we always do is that we always, always start the podcast with a song that speaks to social justice, because that's important. The equality and humanity of mankind is the most important thing on the planet. And this is a song coming out of the civil rights era, Ella's song. And it's about Ella Baker, who was an activist, a human rights activist, a civil rights activist who died in 1986. And this is sung by Sweet Honey in the Rock. And boy, do I love that group. That's a group with such harmony. So folks, Sit back and enjoy Sweet Honey in the Rock, Ella's Song. We'll believe in freedom cannot rest. Mm-hmm. You believe in freedom cannot rest until it comes we believe in freedom hear me talking to you we believe in freedom and 
Sweet Honey in the Rock. Ella's song, man, that song is so powerful on so many different levels. The musically, it's, it's unbelievable, the harmony that these women provide with words and sounds. It's, it's, it's magical. And there's no large orchestra and instruments behind them. The instrument is the human voice the human voice and its harmony. And the song, We Believe in Freedom, Cannot Rest. Ella's song, song about Ella Baker, civil rights, human rights activist uh, who devoted her life to the cause. Well, if you have not uh, if you're not familiar with Sweet Honey in the Rock and this is your first time hearing them, please, please go to the internet and look these sisters up. Unbelievable group. And the group is always changing over time with different women. And there is no one lead. depends on the song who, who sings lead. Uh, Sweet Honey in the Rock, without a doubt, one of my favorite groups. All right, that's our song for social justice, and we need all the songs on social justice as possible. Um, let's go back in time. 1967, Eddie Harris uh, on a piece, and I remember this piece, folks, called... Listen here, Eddie Harris. So, sit back and groove with this. Electrified sax. Thank you. 
Thank mm-hmm. you.
Eddie Harris. Listen here on an album called The Electrifying Eddie Harris, recorded in 1967. And that was such a popular, popular song, man. It has that sophistication of jazz along with that soulful rock beat going on in the background, man. And it was a combination of both, and it was very, very popular. Hope you enjoyed that. Well, folks, we had a guest who, who got here, Shante. Hey, Shante, what's up? Hey, Alfonso, how's it going? Good, glad you made it. Glad I made it, too. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you like that piece? Oh, I loved it. It was really upbeat and... It got me, you know, got the juices going. There it was go. good. There yeah, yeah, go. I liked it. Yeah, man, and and that's one of the things that I like about jazz, man. They they could combine it with other stuff because that was like a rock beat underneath with the drums and the bass, man. But that was a, a very popular song and album because it was one of the first times people we heard an electrifying sax, and it was popular in the city. You know, it was an urban song, man. This was 1967, and and being cool and being popular was what was in. Oh, okay, man. Uh, how has how have your week been? Um, so far so good. I was um, I'm in the job market, <laughs> right? So <laughs> I hear you. That is challenging. I know. Um, there's a lot that people don't tell you. Um, you know, about the algorithms and how it affects, you know, oh, yeah. who they're looking for. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's a, it's, that's a whole show right there. I know. I know. <laughs> it's a yeah. whole show. The way they, they hire people has yeah. changed. I wouldn't even know where to begin if I had to go back and look for a job, man. Oh, I'm too please. old anyway. I, that's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. And they have a new method of uh, interviewing people now. Mm-hmm. which is called the STAR method. Um, it's nothing like back in the day when we went to look for jobs. Yeah. It's nothing like that. Um, and it's just, it's different. Yeah, It's different. And I, I don't know, they keep talking about all these jobs out here, and I don't think that's really the case. I, th- I, I, I think it's in certain areas. Yeah. You have it's, a computer um, background, it may be a lot of jobs. Right, something in tech, Yeah, um, things of that nature, but... There's a lot of low-paying jobs. Oh, I would yeah. say that. Oh yeah. But yeah. as far as like people in the professional industry, uh, financial industry, those the the few that are there, you have so many people competing. I hear you. I hear and, you. And um, I even looking at like the jobs report and things of that nature, I'm like something's not jobbing. <laughs> I hear you. Something something's not right. Yeah. Well. You know, uh, when in doubt, you can always teach. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I came across a program um, yesterday called, it's something where you teach, it's part of the New York City school system, but you have, you're, you're teaching children with mental disabilities. Um, so it, it's a program that they have, and they also help you get your master's. Yeah. Um, yeah. In about two years, and you actually will start in a classroom. Like they train you, like it's an in-class training, right? Hands-on, hands-on, right? And they actually put you in a classroom in September. That's good. Yeah, because there's a need for a special oh, ed yeah. teacher. 
Are you thinking about going that route, or are you I'm, considering it? I'm considering it. Um, my grandmother was a special ed uh, para, mm-hmm. and I could remember going in her classes as we were younger and her children. And the, one of the guys on the, the show, I mean, on the webinar said something interesting. He said, you look at teaching as the youth of today are the adults for tomorrow. Yeah. And you're making an impact in how, you know, these young mm. minds become adults. And you're yeah. actually helping, you know, whatever way it, in the future who these people, will, who mm. these young children would be, you know, that would be, um, that's what you're helping to foster these young yeah. minds. And I never really thought about teaching that way. Oh, it's it's good. You know, I, I, I spent a lot of a lot of years in the classroom, not, you know, on the college level, but still in all teaching is teaching. Uh, but it's security. Mm-hmm. It, it's benefits. Uh, not bad having the summers off. Yeah. You know, uh, and once you get in, man, you know, you, you, you got to damn near kill a kid for them to throw you out. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's it's pretty good job security. Yeah. They're gonna, yeah. they're gonna need that, and especially special ed. Special ed, yeah, I know that's yeah. probably. And and um, when I filled out for the program, I didn't. I, I picked special ed, but I'm not even sure why I picked special that's ed. Okay. But okay. um, there's a need for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it might be a, something good for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, I don't know if you want to go back in that hustle and bustle of the uh, the work world that you were in. Yeah, that was another, that's another show. (laughs) We don't have time for that one right now, Alfonso, but teaching would definitely be something that I would would consider. Well, good. Good. Yeah. I hope that works for you. Yeah, me too. Yeah, well, you know, we we just started the podcast. We played our, as usual, our song on social justice, a song by uh, Sweet Honey in the Rock, and then we just played Eddie Harris, and we're going to move on with uh, John Coltrane's wife, Alice Coltrane, on a piece called Blue Now. Blue Now, that was recorded in 1970, and it has Fal Saunders on it, and Fal Saunders died this week, folks, and uh, hopefully next week we'll do a show dedicated to Fal Saunders. So it has Alice Coltrane on the harp and piano, Fal Saunders on flute and sax, Joe Henderson on sax and flute, Ron Carter on bass, and Ben Rowley on jazz. Uh, Sit back, folks, and groove with this. It's called Blue Now, Alice Coltrane, recorded in 1970.
Dallas Coltrane, Blue Now, with John Coltrane, uh, Joe Henderson, Ron Carter, and Ben Riley. I have to admit, this album came out in 1970, and when I first heard it, I sort of couldn't get into it, nor did I understand it. Uh, but over time, uh, I guess as I changed, I learned to appreciate what they were trying to do. And they were, you know, this album falls into that category that people call spiritual jazz. And Alice Coltrane, when in her life, was changing, taking on a much more spiritual nature along with Farrell Saunders and others. And they were going towards Buddhism and Eastern philosophy. And they were trying to combine music that reflected that but also kept the jazz roots. Uh, so it took me time to appreciate where that was going. Uh, Alice Coltrane, Blue Now. Shante. I actually love that. Is that the <laughs> album cover? Yeah, that's the album that cover. That is like really... I'm not going to ask you what you see. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like forward thinking. And you, when did it come out? 1970. 1970. And I didn't even know Alice Coltrane was a jazz artist. Oh, yeah. She so. played the harp and the piano. And, and she, when, when her husband, John Coltrane, died after a while, she moved to India mm. and lived in, uh, you know, one of those, uh, uh, I forgot what they call them, uh, uh, settlements for people on a spiritual path. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but her, her music began to reflect a whole new direction in jazz. Yeah, I actually love it. And when, I mean, thinking about it, like just... Mm-hmm. Being able to sit there and picture, yeah, you know, it seems like this song will bring out your your creativity and yeah. something that you could just mellow out and, yeah. you know, do your prayers to, uh, I mean, yeah. whatever. But I I think I really like that and I'm oh, gonna look cool. for the rest of her stuff. Thank yeah. you for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, when I was young in the twenties, man, I just I, at first I couldn't groove with it, but I I grew to it, you know, and and grew to like like it and appreciate Alice Coltrane. Uh, I'm glad you like it. I wonder how they came up with that title. Path de El Daou. I looked it up. I can't remember what it was, but it has something to do with Eastern thought. Mm-hmm. The El Daou. Uh, I forgot what it was. I really did, but I should have looked it back up. But uh, And also the Pata. I hear people now in the conscious community. They use, use that use term? That. Yeah. 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 I'm definitely going to. I'm going to look up that album. Okay, cool. Yeah, she has all. She has some stuff out there. One called Universal Consciousness. Mm. Uh, Alice Coltrane. John Coltrane was moving in that direction with her, you know, and he had a hell of a path. That guy, you know, when he was playing with Miles Davis, he was addicted to heroin. Mm. And by the time he got to the point where he passed on, he was moving in that direction, and he was becoming a Buddhist, and he was. Completely changed, you know, and, and she went along in that direction too. And she was a a, 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 a jazz artist before she met John Coltrane, and mm. they got together. So uh, it was a progression, and uh, Farrell Saunders was part of that path. Did not know that. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. Let's change it up. My man here, I, I, I know this brother, Johnny Cologne, man, Johnny Cologne. You know, he plays some Latin jazz, some Latin jazz rock. And this is a song, man, that, that what can I say, what can I say? Uh, 
that was around way back in 1967 called the Boogaloo Blues. And uh, check this out and listen to these words. Johnny Cologne on the Boogaloo Blues. Here we go, folks. Latin jazz with some rock in it.
Johnny Cologne, Boogaloo Blues, man, that was a record in 1967. A little mixture of Latin, jazz, uh, rock, the whole bit. <laughs> I actually used to dance off that. <laughs> that song probably would be banned today, right? <laughs> LSD got a hold, got a on, hold me. on me. There'd <laughs> <laughs> be a whole room full of folks. You know, when black folks really wasn't doing LSD, but we were singing that song, <laughs> you know, people would be dancing and singing that. That was that's, uh, that's some hook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Johnny Cologne though. That was a uh, that was a popular song. I mean, I mean, I I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And he was pretty creative, you know, playing that Latin music with the rock and you know singing and what have you. Yeah, I like it. I like the tone and. And it just made you want to dance. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, that's what we did. We danced, <laughs> what, man. What dances were out during this time? The Hustle. The Hustle, okay. I, I remember all kinds of dances from the Bristol Stomp, the Hustle. Oh, God, I can't even remember the names of it. Uh, there was, you know, there was a number of different dances. The Jerk. The jerk okay. <laughs> that was, was an actual dance, man. Wasn't there a dance called a Boogaloo? No, that was just a, that was just a song. No, yeah, that was that was dance in general. Okay, you know that was like you know you going out dancing doing the boogaloo, man. You know, um, yeah, they had the you know the sixties had its own terminology for everything. Uh, yeah, uh, going from the sixties to current day, man, that hurricane in Florida. Yeah, I know. I have a friend down in Tampa who who had to evacuate. Um, yeah, I see what um, what is that category three? I think five. Oh, it's five. No, now. it was a four. A it was four. A four. Okay, it got to be a category four, but then it's, now it's now it's it's going down to a tropical storm. Mm. 
it was it was weird. I was watching, listening to the news yesterday, and you know how they they make everything so dramatic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was on satellite radio, and the com and the journalist was like, "Well, this hurricane is coming, and people are gonna die." I'm like, "What would they say that?" You yeah. know, it was just like. I know. It's I don't know. It was that was just something weird to say. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. if you were watching that on television, you're like, you know, it was just a little, little weird to say that. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a a pretty devastating storm, from what I understand. You know, these hurricanes are getting stronger and stronger and more frequent. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, God, Puerto Rico, man, and Haiti, and these places. Dominican Republic is getting killed every year. Yeah. Every year, man, you know. Uh, and I don't care what nobody say. I never move to Florida. That's <laughs> out, man. Florida is on its way of going under under sea, you know, uh, with climate warming. Mm-hmm. And no, uh, uh, nah, could not live down there, man. Every year you got to do hurricane drills or evacuate. Yeah. No, no, no. Mother Nature is telling you something, man. We done messed up the climate so bad that that's over with. Yeah. Yeah, and, and people know. I mean, they've known about climate, I mean, global warming since like the 60s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was in college yeah. and I had a science teacher told us mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, the... Uh, uh, the carbon uh, dioxide and, 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 and the pollution in the environment. And he used to tell us about the, the gases that was released through oil mm-hmm. drilling. Yeah. That pollutes the environment, and people don't even talk about that. You know, there's a price to pay taking all that oil out of the ground. Yeah. There's yeah. A, a great documentary. I have to get the name for you for next time on on Exxon Mobil and their role oh, in... Oh, yeah. Oh, in, yeah. Um, in global woman and then they knew yeah. and they just but you know what what we do today when you have the lobbyists and the yeah. politicians they come yeah. in and feed them that all that money and it's then all about money it sweeps under the rug it's greed it's about yeah. money it's always been about money yeah always it's slavery has been about money it's yeah. always been about greed yeah you know when is it ever enough i know wow but uh, we'll see, man. Uh, see the damage of this hurricane that hit Florida. I hope not too many people die, but I'm afraid some did. Yeah. You know, um, and we'll see. All right, man, let's get back to a, a little bit more jazz. And this is more traditional jazz. It's a group called Jazz Crusaders. And these brothers are more traditional in their jazz. And uh, this is a piece called Way Back Home. Way Back Home in the Jazz Crusaders. So, uh Sit back, enjoy, uh, listen, Jazz Crusaders. Oh yeah, that was Weatherbeat. I'd like to let you know that this song is very soulful, written by Mr. Wilton Felder, and I want him to know that you still love him. Mr. Wilton Felder, do you love him? That's what I'm talking about. We want you to know this was written by Wilton Felder. It's very soulful. We call this Way Back Home. Written by Mr. Felder.
Oh, yeah. That song is very soulful. Let me talk to you one more time about the gentleman who's performing with you tonight. One more time. On drums, Mr. Moyes, Lucas. On drums, Moyes, Lucas. On bass, Mr. Reggie Sullivan. On bass, Reggie. Como regato, gazanas. And one more time for an incredible entrepreneur, meaning an incredible musician. Our guest, saxophonist, in honor of Mr. Wilton Felder. On saxophones, Mr. Gerald Albright, please. Gerald Albright, saxophone. And my childhood sweetheart. I said, my childhood sweetheart. You didn't hear me. <laughs> Please. On piano. None other than Mr. Joe Sampo. Piano, Joe. Joe Sampo. Piano. Domorigato Gazamas Wayne Henderson trombone the Jazz Crusaders the Jazz Crusaders One more time Mr. Joe Sample piano Jazz Crusaders, way back home. What a group, man. What a group. Why do you like that one? That sound that sounded great. I like that. Yeah. That was live? Uh that was live in Tokyo a number of years ago. But that they had like an old jazz group, man. They're really, really uh well known. Um <clears throat> earlier, before you got here, I mentioned uh in the podcast that I'm gonna add a new element to the the uh, to my podcast, and that is a little poetry corner. Okay. Where I'm going to read a poem, and I'm going to invite you. I won't put you on the spot now, <laughs> but, uh, you know, come back next week. I got him. <laughs> yeah, you can read a poem. And I was going to say, just listening, you know, as we're both poets and artists, listening to jazz makes you want to write. Right, exactly. And exactly. it's a good way to, to you know, yeah. quiet your mind in order to... You know, the the music is, is playing the words in your, in your mind, really. Yeah. So I'm going to start this new segment off with a poem that I wrote, part of my uh, Brooklyn series of poems. I wrote a number of poems that speak to Brooklyn. 
And uh, if you're from Brooklyn, you know a little bit about this place, Prospect Park, a landmark in Brooklyn. And this poem, uh, if you've ever been to Prospect Park, I think you can really appreciate this because it's titled Autumn in Prospect Park. A slow walk along a quiet, empty dirt road in Prospect Park on an early Saturday morning is to be in a picture of serenity perfection. A slight summer heat along with a pre-winter light chill mixing together, singling and ending and beginning. Autumn in Prospect Park and change is everywhere. The trees and its branches gently bending as they slowly shed multicolor leaves that are changing from green to all shades of orange and brown. The air with a slight leftover smell of summer flowers, withering and giving off their last scent as they prepare for a winter sleep. The birds in early morning drills in preparation for the anticipated long flight south. The insects and bugs have begun their secret ritual of disappearance for the upcoming season. As I walk peacefully in the park, reflecting on summer joys past, while anticipating winter challenges yet to come. For I too, like the park, is in a season of change. Autumn in Prospect Park, Brooklyn. How'd you like that? I liked it, Alfonso. I love it. I just I told you I started reading your book and I'm just um you got, you got some great pieces in there. Good. I'm glad you like it. I do have a poem, but I don't know. Oh, you wanna you wanna <laughs> you wanna do it? Uh maybe we could close out the show. Mm. I, are you ready to close out? No, but uh, okay. I'm ready to hear your poem. <laughs> I'm gonna get you poem? some music. Okay. Let me let me uh see if I can get that music back for you. Uh this this one is um it's not too my a lot of my poems are political. Good. I love political poems. I have a whole section of political protest poems. Uh, so here here is I'm gonna play a little bit of Miles Davis. Is it a long poem, a short poem? Um it's um let me see, one, two about four. What's four stages? Okay. Okay. Uh let's do it. Ready? Yep. Anytime you're ready. Okay, this poem is called Ode to Dr. Maya Angelou and My Ancestors. Your words, dear Maya, inspire me, have me looking in the mirror for my own beauty. Sisters around the globe that look like me carry the affliction of our ancestors, a stolen legacy. In the name of the Confederacy, kings and queens reduced to peasantry. We took his God, but out of necessity, incessantly to have longevity 400 years and counting of tyranny and white supremacy. 
But look what we survived and still we thrive zestfully. Listen to our melody. Unapologetically, we can just be in all our shades of ebony, greatness etched in our memory. So when I look at my full lips, salacious hips and deep brown eyes with hair that's kingly, that phenomenal woman I see is looking right back at me. She is me. She is me. I like that. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a little bit of so what? <laughs> <laughs> that was nice. That was nice. You know, a poet always has something on deck. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. Yeah, that was that was good. Okay. So, uh, you'll be back next week, right? Sure will. <laughs> uh, bring a poem. <laughs> bring a poem. Yeah, uh, this is another segment. You know, add a little flavor and mixture to the podcast. But uh, we're not ready to go yet, folks. We still got a little bit of more, more, more music to play. And uh, here's a lady. You know, I, I learned to appreciate this lady. I saw a documentary about her. And her life and her voice is tremendous, tremendous, the range. Ella Fitzgerald. Oh, man. What a, what a fabulous. And she broke down doors. Yeah. You know. Uh, and uh, I think we got to appreciate and honor those folks who had to struggle and go through things artists today do not Absolutely. go through. And they opened the doors for them. Here's Ella. Uh, we associate this song with, uh, what's his name, who sings it, a house is not a home? Oh, Luther. Luther. Mm -hmm. But Ella sang it way back. Here we go. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, hmm? Right now, we'd like to change the pace and do something, a number written by Bert Bacharach. A chair is still a chair Even when there's no one sitting there A chair is not a house And a house is not a home When there's no one there To hold you tight and no one there you can kiss good night. A room is still a room, even when there's nothing there but gloom. A room is not a is not alone when the two of us are far apart and one of us has a broken heart now and then I speak your And suddenly your face appears 
Christmas, but it's just a crazy game when it ends. It ends in tears, darling. Have a heart. Don't let one mistake. Keep us apart. I'm not meant to live alone. Turn this house into a home when I climb the stairs and turn the key. Oh, please be there, still in love with me. So nice to have a man around the house. It's so nice to have a man around the house. I'm not meant to live alone. Turn this house into a home when I climb the stairs and turn the Ella Fitzgerald, house is not a home. That was that was nice. That was nice. I never knew that was Ella Fitzgerald first. Yeah, me either. <laughs> I didn't know that song was written by Burke Bacharach. Yeah, me either. Yeah. Well. I mean, the, her part about it's nice to have a man around the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lou Ab lived that in there, you know. <laughs> I'm sure that that's the sentiment. How many, when was this written? I don't know. When the was 19, this performed? 1950s. Wow. Early 60s. 50 yeah. years, more than. Oh, yeah. yeah. Same song yesterday, same, yeah. same song today. Exactly, <laughs> same meaning. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Shante, man, it's a pleasure having you here. I'm glad you, you know, you got here. And uh, this was good. This was fun. Yeah, and I learned so much from this podcast, especially oh, about, you know, the artists. And I good. love the way you mix the music and you tell the history. I was telling everybody what we talked about last week with the um, oh, yeah. Strange Fruit. Oh, yeah. That was that was good. Yeah. And nobody knew that it was written by a Jewish yeah. teacher, right? Yeah, teacher. From the Bronx. Yes, yes. Amazing. And and what I started reading up on Billie Holiday and yeah. what she went through. Oh, yeah. With the FBI and, and that it's, song. I know. I was blown away. Yeah, they forbid her to sing that. Yeah. Now. And they, it, the what I was reading and from, you know, from the Internet, but they were like they were trying to destroy her. They did in the end. Yeah. She died chained to a bed. Yeah. yeah. It, horrible. Yeah. 
I mean, that's a somebody should did somebody do that documentary? Uh, I I think there's one on uh on uh Hulu. Okay. I'm not sure. But anyway, look. Uh next week another show, another podcast. You know, any any stuff you want to talk about, just bring it. Don't forget your poem. <laughs> uh, and uh, let's see how it goes, man. You know, this is getting to be fun. Yeah, I love it. I'm glad. I, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do. But each time I come here, I'm yeah. getting, you let know, it it'll, it'll click. Yeah, let it it'll flow. Click. Let it flow. Well, as always, folks, I want to thank you for watching. I uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, we definitely enjoyed you listening. And as always, to the next time, peace and love. There's music all around me, crazy music, music that keeps calling me so very close to you, turns me your slave. Come and do with me any little thing you want to, anything, baby, just let me get next to you. Am I insane or do I really see heaven in your eyes? Bright as stars that shine up above you in the clear blue skies. How I worry about you, just can't live my life without you, baby, come here. Don't have no fear, oh, is there a wonder why I'm really feeling in the mood for love? So tell me why stop to think about this weather, my dear. This little dream might fade away. There I go talking out of my head again. Oh, baby, won't you come and put our two hearts together? That would make me strong and breathe. Ooh, when we are one, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. Go on and let it rain I'm sure our love together will endure a hurricane Oh my baby, won't you please let me love you And give me relief from this awful misery James, well, you can come on in, man, and you can blow now if you want to. We're through.